Um, wait, can you move the microphone away a little bit? I feel like you have, do you have more facial hair than oh, normal? Oh, yeah, I do. I've been growing out to see what it does, which is not much, but we'll find it. We'll find out. Uh, speaking of facial hair updates, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, go on. Yeah, um, I'm wondering what you have to bring to this conversation. I, I do. I went home to see my parents last weekend, and for the first time since my parents' wedding, my dad is clean shaven. Oh, wow. My dad had kind of a, is it is it called like a Fu Manchu like goatee kind of thing? Is that what it's called? Where it's like the goatee. Well, a Fu just... Manchu, I think, like comes way down. Oh, okay. Like, but like kind of handlebar, like a, well, just a no, regular no, goatee. So my dad, when I was a goatee born, with a mustache? When I was born, my dad had a mustache and like a goatee and they kind of It's connected. called a Van Dyke, I believe. Okay. So my, my dad had that when I was born. And then until I was until 2002 or 2003, he then just had a mustache. So like from mm. when my memories start till I was in high school, he had a mustache. And then after he went on his annual, like his first or second annual camping trip in Colorado, he like grew a beard on that trip because, you know, you know, he didn't shave and then just like was like, I'm just gonna see how long I like this. And so for now, 20 years, my dad has had like a mustache and a beard. So is everything gone now? It's full, clean shaven. Everything is gone. Um, he's he's not shaving as frequently during the weeks. Like when I saw him, there was definitely like a few days worth of stubble, mm-hmm. and and he said the reason he decided to do that is because like his beard was starting to get kind of patchy, and he was like, you know, I'm, like if I'm gonna shave the beard off. I guess I'll just shave like everything off. And he was getting a new driver's license picture taken, so he was like, I'll, I'll just go ahead and like shave it all <laughs> off, and, and then just like see. So, um, yeah, it's. A, he doesn't look all that different, which is shocking to me. I think it shows how gray his beard and mustache perhaps had gotten and that it wasn't that like big of a contrast from, you know, like the color of his skin. But um, yeah, My dad it's, had, it's wild. had neck surgery growing up and he's always had a beard and mustache. Um which is part of my w- always wanting to grow a beard, but like I there's a lot of patchiness on this side that I'm trying to just grow out as much as I can and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, which uh, the answer may be not a whole lot. Um, but, uh, he had neck surgery. He had a neck brace and he shaved it all off one day. And like the whole family was like, we don't like this. It was just very like, Oh, uh, it was just, it was very interesting. And he, uh, grew it back pretty quickly. Um, well, and, uh, it's funny cause I, I've had this conversation with my boyfriend who has a beard, but. Uh, I went on a first date with a guy when I lived in DC, he had a beard or then the holidays happened. Our next date ended up being like three weeks or a month later. And he did not tell me he had shaved off his beard and we were like meeting at an outdoor location. So it wasn't like he was already at a, at, at like a restaurant sitting at a table. I walked by him. Like That's he, really he had funny. to come after me and be like, Laurel. And I was like, he looked so different. It was not an improvement. Excuse me, sir. I'm looking for my date. <laughs> it, it was not an improvement, I have to say. And uh, I was like, could you give? Could you have given me some warning? Like, I didn't say that, but I was thinking in my mind. I was like, you you need to tell somebody if your appearance is going to drastically change. Right. Well, I mean, you. As long as we've known each other, I've I, in most of my life, I've been. Ex- just very clean shaven like that's just i don't didn't have any facial mm-hmm. hair i think at most i had sideburns for a while but um when tara and i started dating she had on her dating uh 
um, like profile. Like I really like facial hair on guys. And then I would start like growing anything out at all. And she'd be like, it's prickly. I don't like it. And I'd always be like, well, I wish you wouldn't have lied on your um, dating profile. (laughs) She gets really mad about it. But I will say when I grew the mustache, I shaved everything off in the mustache. She did not like it at first. And now she's like, I, I, I think I said this a while ago. I made a like for a Halloween costume we were pitching, she was like, I was like, oh, I guess I have to shave my mustache. She was like, no. And then I started growing this out and she's been real, like pretty good with it. I'm also like constantly conditioning it like I do my mm-hmm. hair. And so it's much, and it's gotten past the prickly yes. stage. So it's like much softer than it's ever been before. I, so I, I do have to say, as somebody who's dated people when they are in various stages of growing out their beard, the prickly stage is rough, but you got to get through the prickly stage to get to the like great beard mm-hmm. stage um, well for me that's a much longer stage than most people mm-hmm. it takes me a while to get anything so my my plan in my head that i haven't really told tara but Surprise, you know, tara. I, she she's just kind of i mean yeah she's not, I, i've said i'm just keeping it but my like date now is like i'm gonna try till end of march and then make like a start doing something with it although I have been kissing her and she's like, this mustache is too long. You need to do something with this mustache. And I, the, the listeners aren't going to see it, but I, I pulled away from her and I went and went back in, and like moved my mustache out of the way. She was like, no, we're done. <laughs> um, how are you doing with the, the ice? The, you, uh, listeners, I don't know if you can hear this. I don't think you can, but no. there are chainsaws all over the Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear chainsaws all over my neighborhood. Instead, we just have a lot of fallen branches, like still in roads and covering sidewalks mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, for those of you who are unaware, uh, Austin had an ice storm, uh, kind of almost like one long continuous ice storm or two, like back to back this week. It's not, it was not as dire, at least for me. And I don't think for y'all as it was in 2021 when we were without power for days on no. end. Uh, it was shorter and it wasn't like snowing on top of all that, but it was definitely frozen rain, which, I mean, it was better, but it also bothers me that like our power went out and I know people who still don't have power. Mm -hmm. And I think this was a much lighter storm than the one we had. So that, you know, everyone's like, oh, that's great. And I'm like, no, it just means we there's the 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 the, excuse me, the level at which Plano or Plano, Texas power sucks is is much higher than we thought it was. Well, and it's also, it's a completely different issue from two years ago when it was a grid issue two years ago. And this year, the problem is trees getting weighed down with ice and falling on power lines. Yeah. And power lines well, fa- getting weighed down and falling. Two years of drought and then a ice storm. Yeah. yeah. And like, it was not, I went out yesterday morning um, when, you know, like the night before everything had melted. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like it, it was funny, like it sounded like it was raining all day mm-hmm. and it was just literally just ice melting Mm -hmm. and we i went out the next morning because i had a uh uh morning doctor's appointment and it was shocking like our neighborhood you know it's everybody's trees are have at least one large branch branch Mm -hmm. down if not like you know i I didn't see anything that looked like damage like we had like we have these vinyl fences that suck anyway but like the most damage i had my neighbor was like i'm so sorry and i'm like he like shattered the top of one of our fence posts and I was like, This these things are garbage anyway. Mm-hmm. Like we'll just we'll move this one where no one can see it and take that fence post and put it back in here. Like that's basically how it works. But like, you know, thank God we didn't have any damage. But we have like all of our shade that was, you know, what we liked about over where we ate outside and where we barbecued 
gone. And there's stuff hanging there that I'm like, I have to get rid of this. But it's like, that's what I'm doing after this mm-hmm. is, is going out. And we hopefully the chainsaw, the, 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 the chainsaw will have arrived. But if not, I'm going to try and go out and cut some stuff up. Yeah. And get it out of there. Yeah. So, and that's one of those things where it's like, we didn't run out of power. It was a completely different issue. So there's like there's more than one, you yeah. know, egg in this basket of, <laughs> of problems. Yeah, um, absolutely. And if there were eggs in a basket, I would take them because eggs are not cheap right now. But <laughs> jeez, uh, um, I'm sorry, that was we... a shellfish joke. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys. I can tell Ryan's patience ever... is at a zero now. <laughs> no, it's not patience. I'm just trying. Like to me there was a little bit in my brain where a laugh track didn't appear after that and it surprised me oh well like because it felt very sitcom joke speaking of sitcoms um, let's jump in yeah uh hello seattle i'm ryan i'm laurel and we're the craniacs we talk about facial hair and inclement weather and we also talk about fraser and today we are talking about season 10 episode 15 trophy girl which aired on february 18th 2003 and was directed by kelsey Grammer. oh which, Laurel, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. This is one of my favorite ones I've seen in a while. Oh, wow. I was really, I really like this I, one. I, I like this one as well. Um, and I have to say, when I read this... Syn- oh, wait, I'm sorry. Have you read the synopsis yet? No, okay, let, let, me, let me do it real go quick. Ahead. Yeah. After winning a squash tournament partnered with gym teacher Chelsea, Fraser starts dating her. Seeing her on the job one day, however, brings back nightmares of an abusive coach from his childhood. So the Hulu synopsis was Fraser's new girlfriend reminds him of a gym teacher of his youth, in his youth. And which is basically the very the crux of the episode. But as soon as I saw Fraser's new girlfriend, I was like, we're at the point of this series where this is going to be an actress I know. Like this is not going to be some right. no name. We've n- we've never heard of this woman, a kind of you know from central casting. Um, and so as soon as Gene Triplehorn walked in, I was like, "There it is, there it is." Yeah. It, so I could not remember who she was, but as soon as I saw her, I'm like, "I know who this is," and I could not like single like like figure out who it was. Uh, I we'd seen her recently because I think we watched The Firm a few months oh, ago. Okay, so I sadly I know her from a movie called Mickey Blue Eyes with Hugh Grant and James Caan in the late nineties, <laughs> where Blue like Eyes. yeah. Hugh Grant's marrying her and her family is in the mob. Um, that and the Golden Age, no, Gilded Age, the Gilded Age, that show on HBO that's by the Oh, gun. she's in that? Yes, she's in that. Um, unfortunately, those are the two things I know her from, but I know her, like, I just, I know Jean Triplehorn. Mm-hmm. So, um, also, looked fantastic here. I was like, I mean, you, you, you could give me a variety of ages and I would believe she was all of them. So, right. I, liked her character a lot chelsea mm-hmm. um she comes also, on like no, no woman her age in the early 2000s is gonna be named chelsea but continue <laughs> um but there's no but i i liked her a lot when she came when she came on and the way like i it was very endeared to her character uh i liked the the jim something who like it's it, so essentially it starts off and niles and fraser are breaking up as squash partners and like kind of a bit that didn't seem like the audience thought it was as funny as I thought it was which was like the whole like it really he's like oh so you've been seeing him like on the side it just it just started Frazier we didn't plan this like I really thought that was funny and the audience like I said didn't seem to get it as much it's funny that you mentioned that because I I was like I see what they're doing here they didn't bring it home to me like maybe I, I, I thought it was a little too I understood that they were trying to make it seem like this was a romantic relationship and Niles was leaving him for someone else, but 
I just was like, I, I, I don't think because they're brothers and it, I don't know. I just was like, they didn't really like close the loop on it enough for me. Um, anyway. Right. I, I, I mean, the, the, the joke ended up becoming this guy was a jerk and I loved the whole bit of him being like, Oh, you're playing with the girls now, Frazier. And then her hitting a squash, you know, ball at him. I thought that was a good, a good bit. Like it made you endeared to their partnership and wanting to see them win the squash thing. And then of course it's Frazier, uh, an interaction with a attractive woman. So of course you knew they were going to start dating mm-hmm. at some point. And of course she wanted to date Frazier. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, look at him. Yes. Yes. Um, in those shorts. Uh, now I don't want to move away. I was distracted by the belt for some reason. <laughs> I don't want to move away from this scene just yet because I want to talk about um, someone who caught my eye, and that's the actor Jesse Luna, who is in this scene as Jaime the Squash Valet. Um, <gasps> it's Jaime! Who I had to... Wait, is that actually a character? They've only referred to him in the past. Like, um, when Niles has heart surgery, Jaime sends Niles flowers. And then when Maris calls to talk to him, he's like, how did you find out that I was in the hospital? And he's like, of course, Jaime told you or something like that. So so that's what he's billed as on IMDb. I don't know how accurate that is, but apparently that guy to me looked like he had won a contest to like be on an episode of Frasier because he was so invested in what they were talking about. Like he wasn't just sitting back there being like type, type, type yeah. at the computer or writing something down on a clipboard. He was Niles would speak and he'd stare at Niles and then Frasier would speak. And then Jim came and he's like, Oh, here's this new character. Like it looked like an audience. Like he's a craniac. Like mm-hmm. he should be watching Frasier. That's what he was doing. It's like, Oh shoot. I'm watching the show that I'm in right now. Speaking <laughs> of being a craniac, a very small aside, that they've now started production on the Frasier reboot that's going to be on Paramount+. Yes, Plus. saw that. Do we think we can petition to be extras on this since we are now almost five years into hosting a podcast about this show? Hmm. I mean, I think... Uh, so I, I, I saw that it takes place in Boston. Is it filming in Boston? Probably it's not. Be. It's probably filming in okay. California. Yeah. I mean... Why not? Like We should shoot our Craniac, shot. send in something. Yeah, <laughs> send something to Paramount. Um, we'll start a petition on what is it change.org and uh, have have asked the good people of Seattle. Um, that's the metaphorical Seattle, not the actual city, but maybe the actual city too, to uh, request that we guest star on this. If you could do a, a, a walk on role, what would, what would you want to be? What would you want to be a, it's taking place in Boston now, which I think is weird. Well, I want I want to know what his new hangout is going to be like. Is it going to be a coffee shop? Is it going to be Cheers? Is it going to be something else? I would I think I'd want to be in one of those scenes. I don't know if it's like as a waitress or whatever. I, I don't think I can have lines because once you have lines, you have to be in SAG. So I also th- I also there are people I know, I know people in the video game industry who work in audio who literally maintain sag membership just so they can record something real quick like if they need like a couple lines or whatever um but uh i don't i even think being a waitress is too much business like i i would need something very well, that's like, what I'm saying. like something where I, well, all i do is like deliver a cup of coffee to a table and walk off you know what if we were in the background we had the laptop and two microphones <gasps> and we're just doing watermelon marshmallow or whatever yeah, it is watermelon then, cantaloupe. Like, we're clearly doing a podcast i mean th- that that is the likely <laughs> 
option they would give if there were options to give. It's like, we will put right, you in the right. background of a scene. So when Gilmore Guys ended up appearing in the Gilmore Girls reboot on Netflix, that's exactly oh, what they nice. were doing. They were seated at a table in the dining room of the B&B that Lorelei runs. And like, but uh, the scene basically like an exchange between characters took place right in front of them. So they were like very prominent and one of them was a redhead. So it was just very like, like I the think- Gilmore guys were in this scene, even though they did absolutely nothing other than read a menu. Did we talk about the Cougar Town community yes. thing in our lost yes. episode? Oh, was it in the lost episode? If, if you, if, if we did, sorry, if not look up, community cougar town like crossover and kind of the, 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 there's a whole there's a really funny crossover that like is only funny if you watch both of them otherwise you watch cougar town you're like what is happening right now um but um what were we talking about before oh Jaime yeah it's yeah so just I, I he looked like he was watching the thing and he like he just distracted me part of it was because uh mustache so I was like oh like for some reason that drew me mm-hmm. into him and then I was also like just watching him like you know, like a tennis match, like ping ponging between the, the yes the the actors. So, and then when I again when I looked up and he had a whole thing, Jaime the squash valley. I was like, that's funny. And I just remembered him. There's a lot of callbacks in these last two episodes, and we'll go into those in a second mm-hmm. here. Um, Niles comes. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, so they go back. Uh, Chelsea and Frazier win their tournament. And Niles is obviously upset about this. And there's a bit Martin says about you're still up mad at me about Niles coming after Fraser and the alphabet. And he's like, well, that was your fault. I also enjoy him. I, I have a lot of Laurel one liners, so I don't know whether to sprinkle them in mm-hmm. or save them. But when Martin looks at the trophy and he, something about like he always like dreamed his son would bring one of those home with it that didn't have a book on it or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, those are very well, nice trophies. Well, let's. Yeah. Delay. <laughs> Um, let's, let's jump real quick to the other big, uh, cameo, not cameo, but guest appearance in this. With Felicity Huffman? Which is, no, oh. the other one. Um, his coach. Uh, oh, I don't know who that is. That's Bob Hoskins. That's Eddie Valiant himself. I, Super Mario. You are, okay, I know Super Mario. I don't know who Bob Hoskins is. I don't know who Eddie Valiant is. From Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, I, I saw that like when I was a child. I probably shouldn't have seen Mr. it. Mr. Smee from Hook. He's a okay. very prolific like English actor. Oh, but, okay. Um, he, uh, so the whole deal is, you know, Fraser reveals, she's a gym teacher and they start dating and Fraser reveals, you know, I can't believe I'm dating a gym teacher because I had such a bad experience mm-hmm. uh, with my gym teacher. And then he sees her kind of um, verbally... I don't want to say abusing, but definitely a little, like, kind of being, really pushing. Being hard on a student who's not very athletically inclined and kind and of humiliating he, her in front of the class like Fraser's gym teacher did. Like, no one can leave until Campbell climbs the yeah. rope or whatever. And then he flashes back to, or not even a flashback, it's a, it's a, it's like a fantasy because it's his gym teacher who's Bob Hoskins smoking a giant stogie. Yes. <laughs> Which is funny to me because I feel like, I never saw a teacher smoke or even thought about them smoking because, you know. But, I, de- uh, I definitely had teachers who smoked because they, they reeked of cigarettes and they would like yeah, go on I don't smoke re- breaks. I don't remember that, I, I guess, but I just, a fun, I just thought it was a funny addition of like, this guy feels like he would smoke a big cigar, whether he did or not. And then it cuts to Frazier trying to climb the rope and then he switches them in his mind. So for the for a good chunk of the rest of the episode... Chelsea is no longer played by Gene Triplehorn. She's now mm-hmm. played by Bob Hoskins, who is doing everything that like 
Fraser's girlfriend would do this. The part where they're in Cafe Nervosa and they come in and she comes in and Niles are like, hey, Chelsea. He's like, hey, everybody. Yes. Like and he's doing that voice. I was laughing the whole time. But at the end, it felt like the they were about to crack. It felt a little less like Frasier and a little more like a Saturday Night Live skit. Like they were just all on the verge of laughing it like they're all in on the joke. And. You know, I it does. I'm glad it doesn't happen on Frasier often, but I liked it. Like it yes. felt really good. And then it's like it also felt like something that the show maybe wouldn't have normally done, just yes. for whatever reason. I was like, I'm glad they went with this kind of absurd like view into Frasier's psyche. Like the sliding doors episode we mm-hmm. talked about, and those sort of things. Like every once in a while, they go a little weird off the beaten track, and it, and it works the amount they do it. And this time was, I, I it made every scene of it made me laugh. And you know, it's it's. There's a little bit borderline gay panic, but I think they really tread that line really well because it was such a specific person and they weren't. It was Frazier's fear of this man and not Frazier's fear of his girlfriend being a man. And it was just funny because it was such an opposite like, hey, I'm Bob Hoskins. And he's doing all this like, oh, you like my outfit? He does that yes. little twirl. <laughs> like he did. I that- just... I really laughed in the, one of the final scenes when Frazier's like curled up in his bed and Bob Hoskins, I now know, is next to him. And he's like, well, do you want to watch TV or something? I don't yeah. know. I, well, just really, I don't really know that. We'll get to that ending in a sec because there's there's something that didn't happen that I thought was going to happen. I'm a little upset. Um, but before that, can we talk about the date they're having that is just weird no matter who they're having it with where it seemed like Chelsea was reading poetry to Frazier and bathing <laughs> like scrubbing him but she wasn't in the bath with him i oh right yes yes Um, it was just an isolated scene yes that was really funny because of who was in the scene but then when you think of it like how it normally would have been happening you're like this is weird (laughs) like well it doesn't fraser say and nervoso another one of my favorite lines when he talks about how perfect chelsea is for him he's like she reads poetry in the bath and so that was something they'd already expressed that was like uh, an interest of hers um, i must have missed that but also i think maybe if i heard it i thought it meant she she sits in a bath and reads poetry to herself I, I think that is what it's supposed to be and maybe she was like why don't why don't you run a bath fraser and i'll read poetry to you i mean ryan if you and tara need valentine's plans just uh read <laughs> a bath and read <laughs> poetry qu- out loud the quality of poetry that would be read in that situation would be like i would not could not with a goat i would like i, I don't say, know i would bust out shell silverstein's finest like where the sidewalks in yeah, yeah. and just start reading <laughs> that out loud um uh, but the end i really liked the end um i liked and it, it really went towards my excitement about this episode um which is the like he talks to her about what's going on he doesn't say like you're i'm seeing you and your bob hoskins Mm -hmm. but he does go like it was really hard for me to see you do this Mm -hmm. um you know they're at a very young impressionable age like he explains everything to her he kind of is and then he goes it's not my place to tell you how to do your job but it's my problem like it was very mature very progressive so mature and very good communication skills being yeah and she accepted it and Mm -hmm. went I think you may be right. You may be on to something, you know, but he wasn't like, let me tell you. Like, it felt even mm-hmm. mature for Frasier the show, not just Frasier the character, to realize he's like, I don't, this isn't necessarily my place. This is my problem, but let me just tell it to you. And then they go in for a hug, 
and I thought they were going to kiss on the lips, and and the fact that they didn't, I I think it was a missed opportunity when he was she was still being played by Bob Hoskins, and instead of the cut being a hug, mm-hmm. the cut should have been they kiss on the lips, and then like almost maintain it, it for a little and, longer than they should, and, and then it cuts to them kissing, yeah, like yeah. yes, and then it's like as he pull away, it's Gene Triplehorn again. Yes, um, yes, yes, yeah. Well, you know, this was still what two thousand two, um, you know, yes, network so, TV, so, right? It was. And then the, the very end joke being Frazier in the bathroom talking about how he was so unathletic. And then Campbell, did you say her name was? I think her name was Campbell. Campbell. Yeah, the little girl who she'd been picking on in gym class comes out who, as Frazier. Who does a pretty funny little Frazier impression for a yes. young actress. <laughs> I, I thought so, too. And she was like, uh, should we go to Petite Auberge for dinner? <laughs> yes. And I, I, Yeah, I thought she was, she was really Come good. Come along, milady. <laughs> I, I do uh, want to ask you a little bit about... Uh, gym class memories that you have if you have any uh i have one that's pretty significant and it's it, it doesn't involve like i i never really had a problem with any physical activity i do remember i hated whenever we used to do uh square dancing day which is something <gasps> i guess they square do dancing in is so fun i love square dancing i didn't so, care for it when for i was those a kid. of you who did not grow up in texas uh tara did it and she grew up in new jersey oh Okay, I think that's so very funny. That 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 does surprise me because I definitely run into people who could not believe that we learned how to square dance in PE. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, at SMU at, at Mustang Corral, the you know the camping trip freshmen go on before classes start. They right. camping is being a generous uh, clamping is really what it's more like. It is SMU after all. But uh, the first night, everyone square dances. And you learn how to square dance, and it's like the most fun. So anyway, sorry. I just remember having the conversation with Tara and she's like, did you learn how to square dance in elementary school? I'm like, did you learn how to square dance? Yeah, like, I am I'm surprised like, Tara did. Yeah. I could see like others kind of more southern states knowing how to square dance, but yeah, yes. surprised. This came up from we were at a bar somewhere and all of a sudden it became line dancing night and it was intense line. Like there was some yes. that you could go in and like we could learn it real quick and mm-hmm. then do it. And there are other ones where it was like, there was like a whole thing that I was like, I'm not learning. Like it, 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 there was a little bit of like, I don't know if they had an actual signal, but it was like, hey, this is for everybody. And it was like, these are for the people who come here every week. And it mm-hmm. was like, they know the line dances. But that's mm-hmm. where that conversation came up. The thing that happened in middle school. So I was in football, but I think I had to, t- I still had to take PE in middle school. Uh, eventually, like marching band took over my PE mm-hmm. credit in, in high school. But uh, we had a written test. And I'm just gonna tell you what happened. And then I'm gonna 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 defend myself. I failed the football test. Um, okay. And I played football, mm-hmm. and it was like the first test I ever failed growing up ever. And it was like this is ridiculous. How can I do it? And it was because I sat down to do it, and it was like who invented football? <laughs> who? And I was like, oh, like it wasn't like how do you do that? Like it was the first test I never. I was like, I don't need to study for this. But then I they let me retake it. You could retake a failing test to get like the lowest grade. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like, and I got a hundred after that because it was like just ten questions. You had to memorize oh, okay, these ten yes. facts. And I'm sitting there in the in the retake. And my coach walks in and looks at me and he goes, this is the football test. I go, yeah. And he just like puts his hand, he's like, does it like shakes his head at me. He's like, come on, Jenkins. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so you have just resurrected a memory that I didn't, that I had clearly forgotten about that. I too, uh, I don't know if I failed the football test, but uh, I know I did not do well on it because it was like, what kind of play is this? And described a play. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I yeah. don't know. This is not like football. It does not make a ton of sense to me. And um, yeah, there, I'm just not, I'm now remembering that. I, I too, like you in high school, uh, because I was on dance team, I did not have to take any gym class or anything. Um, and to, from what I can tell, all people did in gym class in high school was walk around the track. I saw I feel like this. There were always people just walking around the yeah. track. I saw this tweet that someone did recently where it was like, in quotes, like, I don't understand all this gender change thing. It's confusing. And then under it was, because it, it was posted by a gender queer person, and they were like, my father has been trying to get me into football for years. I do not understand it. It is impossible. Like, like don't give me that this is too hard to understand. <laughs> and you I've watched football every Sunday. And I kind of agree with that. I like football a lot, but when people are like, oh, a flea flicker, I'm like, I, okay, sure. <laughs> oh, I do at least know what a flea flicker is, but like, and a Hail Mary, but like, beyond that, I'm like, eh. yeah. Um, so those are my memories. Do you have one of like climbing the rope or something no, like that? No, that's thinking back. My school, I mean, so I like I only had gym class at my small private school. We did have to wear gym uniforms. Um, and you got like disciplined some way, like had to do extra. I don't know, jumping jacks or something. If you forgot any part of your uniform, um, but I, I we I just remember now looking back how kind of creative it was. Like we did bowling, so we had to actually take a written test about bowling. But then also we got to three times a week leave school early and go to the local bowling alley and bowl. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Which was a lot of fun. Um, but we never had to do like the presidential fitness test or anything that I recall. Um, that wasn't ever like a big, a big part of it. So I, I listened to a podcast called maintenance phase and they have a whole episode about kind of the pre- presidential fitness test and the origins of it and how like outdated and harmful it is. And um, I was kind of like, I don't have any, I don't have any uh, recollection of that- this. I remember that box you had to like stretch. Do you remember that at all? Uh-uh. It was like, okay, it, the best thing I could think to, because I think it was similar font, is is the thing you measure your foot with, but it's basically like a box with a ruler that comes way out from the box, and you put your feet up on the box, and then you stretch, and then you hit the number, and it tells you like how stretch you. And I'm very not flexible, and they always I always failed that one. I failed that in pull ups. I can't do pull ups, but it was I think it, that might have been the presidential test, mm, and I just didn't know be. what it was. It was just something we had to do in gym class yeah, that I hated. I, I, I don't know that I've ever had to ever had to do a pull up. I don't know that that's ever been a part of any sort of like test. I I've done. I never have been able to. I am I am not. I also am going to PT now for like bicep pain and 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 pack pain so that may have something to do with my week that area it's very weak well (laughs) well, what's funny especially now now that i'm like you know in my 30s but i i like i i I work out plenty there are some moves i absolutely hate i will not do those moves if i am at a boot camp Mm -hmm. and they're like 10 burpees i'm like no thank you i i I will do so many other things i will not do a burpee i will not why are they called burpees because you want to burp and vomit after them i don't know that's Um, exactly to me that's what i think of is like Oh, if I do a couple of these, I'm finally going to get rid of that gas. I've <laughs> I, yeah. So like, I'm just like, no, I like, I won't, I won't do that. I will do squat jumps. I will do so many other things. So that's kind of how I feel about pull-ups. I'm like, I, there are so many other ways to measure my strength. I can do so many other things. The fact that I have no interest in doing a pull-up should not be like, well, I don't know how fit Laurel is. So it's, it's also, I've been six, two since fifth grade. So I feel like I had a lot of mass to go you, on, you know, you were tall at the age of 10. Yeah. They put me on basketball team, and then they realized, oh, he can't play basketball. <laughs> so you were just like six, like, is that how tall you are now? Did you just like at the age of 10 I, stop I was growing? maybe like 5'11", but okay. like, or 5'10", but like, I was very tall. Like, 
part of the reason I don't remember like things, you know, like I don't remember everyone's like, oh, high school was or middle school was awful because people got bullied. Like I was too dumb to be bullied and I was also very large. So it was basically like, hey, dork, you going to go watch Star Wars? I'm like, yeah, do you want to come? Like, like I didn't understand that I was mm-hmm. being made fun of. And then like no one would pick on me physically because I was yeah. very big. Yeah. You were intimidating. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. then they put me on the basketball team and I was very bad and they went, okay, here's what you're going to do. Everyone's going to run over to the other side of the court to play offense. You're going to stay over here on defense and when they all come back, just put your hands up like mm-hmm. this. Yes. Just stand, stand right the here. Yes. That, yeah. Similarly, <laughs> I was a very tall girl for my uh, grades and so I would often be in this play the center in basketball, which is a lot of just like standing there and being like, I am tall. Let me block your shots. <laughs> what were your thoughts on dodgeball? Because I feel like that's the typical thing, the joke of like, oh, no, not dodgeball. I love dodgeball. We we liked dodgeball. We, there were also some pretty strict rules in my school around it. Like you couldn't aim like above the waist in dodgeball. Um, and we did pin dodgeball where we would set up three bowling pins across like <laughs> I thought you meant someone the- would pin you and then <laughs> peg you with the ball. No. <laughs> it's like, it sounds awful. So you so the goal was to not only hit people on the other team, but you were really aiming for the pins on the other mm, team. Okay, and so okay. uh that so so you just were automatically aiming lower. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So I mean if you got hit with the ball, you were out, but everyone was just aiming because once you knocked down all the pins, like the other team was out. Either you knocked down all their pins or you got all their players out, but usually the pins got knocked down first. So yeah, um, I rem- I remember like not caring when I got hit by the ball. I do remember so- what I would do is I would if I got out, I would slowly walk out and like block other people. <laughs> they would use nice. me as like a <laughs> as a human shield. And I was just like I didn't care. I think we were not allowed to play dodgeball at recess after like sixth grade or something because it was just getting too aggressive, and they were like, no. Um, I just had I just had a flashback. Did you guys play wall ball? That was a big thing we used to play. No. It was like you had a. It, to me. It, it that wasn't in gym. That was just something we played because yeah. it was too dangerous. It was probably why I didn't care about dodgeball because it would be like all the kids would play wall ball. It was it was this weird thing that was like cross cultural, you know, transcended cliques, and everybody playing. It was a game where it was like you had to. Th- it was basically you're throwing a, a, a tennis ball against a wall, and like I, I don't exactly remember. It was like because if it was like more than one bounce when it came back. And you caught it, the person who, like, like if you touched it and you didn't catch it, you had to, like, run up and, and hit, touch the wall. Oh. Because I think if you didn't, like, someone could peg the ball at you. And it was basically, like, us hitting each other with a tennis ball. So, like I said, so probably dodgeball didn't seem as bad as Cranius, wall let us ball. know if you played wall ball. Or let us know what other things you recall from PE class. Um, I do want to get to what a little bit of the B yes, plot yes, 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 here yes. is, which is Felicity Huffman returns as Julia, the financial expert who has part of Fraser's show, and it turns out that she and Roz continue to rub each other the wrong way. And they finally but find... But now, a, like, friendly? But now, <laughs> I was gonna say, well, now they found a way to get along, although it's not how you and I might get along, which is just by, like, constantly putting each other down. And I have to say, their zingers were great. Good. I like, really enjoyed I wouldn't them. stand for them in a friendship, but they were... It was very funny. It was well-written. Yeah, like, there's a plunger in the bathroom. Let's go look for your career. And she's like, well, I'll get your phone number while I'm in there. And I was just like, like oh... So good. But it keeps going for mm-hmm. like everything is like leads to the next yes. one in such a way that's like really well written. Yeah, it was it was really funny. I also enjoy when Kenny stops by and like and when they're in the middle of that, and he's like, "Why no girl talk when I hear it?" Yeah, just leaves. Um, so I guess she's a character this season because she's in this and the next episode. This shows how little I remember apparently about the season. When she returned, I was like, "Oh, 
when they mentioned her at first, I said, Julia, who's that? And I was like, oh, is that Felicity Huffman's character? Odd that they're mentioning somebody we don't see again. And then when she walked in, I was like, oh, yeah, these, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like returning characters in these two episodes. Um, any LOLs real quick? I know you said you had a bunch. So. Um, we've talked about a lot of them. Um, one thing, uh, Fraser says there's no I in team like there is in Niles. I found that funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when when Fraser's reminiscing about gym class and he was like, I, you know, I would uh, like do do what do whatever, and then I would throw up or something, and then I started losing my lunch before gym class, and then I would just dry heave, just like that, just yeah. sounded so it, pitiful. It was I would I would lose my lunch unless some bully had stolen my lunch yes. money, and then I would just dry, <laughs> dry heave. Um. And then when he said, uh, when Niles is asking Fraser to join him again in squash, and he's like, rejoin me, Fraser, and we can both rekindle the magic. <laughs> he's just so like yes. stressed about giving that speech. And Daphne's like, I can't listen to another draft of this. Um, this isn't an LOL, but I want to talk real quick about the face Fraser makes after Chelsea kisses him, which is a real cute scene because she's like, Do you want to take this to the oh, next yes. level? Which has an LOL. Do you want to take this to the next level? She goes, Oh, Chelsea, I gave up my dreams of professional squash, squash playing long ago. <laughs> like, so, so seriously. And then she goes, Well, let me say it another way. And she kisses him. And then it cuts to what can only be described as like 100% a face I've made after like probably kissing Tara or something where I'm just, it's just like, like so excited and like oh, i can't believe that happened it's so cute like it, very it very is. endearing Especially- and that's the end it wasn't like then someone saw it and he's like oh shut up like it was just that was right. the joke and they just ended on it and it wasn't fraser being all like she she wants another turn on the fraser yeah, it wasn't trolley horny. or anything <laughs> yeah so. yeah it was very cute it was very boyish yeah. like like young which maybe sweet that's, love maybe that's the point is like this relationship is taking him back to his youth when he was like tormented as a you know elementary school kid in gym class well she doesn't show up in the next episode so i don't know i think she might be a one and done which is upsetting because i really like them together mm-hmm. they were, she was but a good I girlfriend gene Triplehorn not necessarily at that point in her career and maybe she was doing a lot of theater stuff i could see her not being able to be on a ton of episodes um but uh, do you want to rate this episode? Laurel, I have down eight out of ten mustachioed squash fillets, but I think I'm willing to bump this up because <gasps> this may be a top like episode for me. Amazing. I it's it's crazy that this late in the game they can still do this. I liked where it went. The jokes were real funny. Bob Hoskins, I mean, everyone looked like they were having fun. There's a little bit about me being, oh, wow, Kelsey Grammer directed this, mm-hmm. like, and still liking as much as I do. I feel like I brush up against that of like, okay, show me what you got, Kelsey. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to bump it up. I'm going to say this is 9 out of 10. I loved it. <gasps> wow. Wow. I'm going to give this a strong 7 out of mm-hmm. 10 of the uh, trophies that they won. Um, yes. I, or I kind of want to say a squash with a uh, happy face drawn on it that Chelsea sends to Niles. Oh, that was funny. I, I didn't know, like, when they said they were doing that, I didn't know if it was going to be something mean, and then it's like the end of this episode as they discover she's mean. I will say when they start talking about his coach, I'm like, oh, they're going to find out that's their, her father or something. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. That would have been funny. Yeah. Um, Let's, do we have, t- we have time for the yeah. second episode, yeah. right? Okay. Because I want to talk about season 10 episode 16 with one of my favorite titles of all time fraternal schwins fraser and niles must learn to ride bicycles for the first time in their lives to participate in the kacl bikeathon um february 25th i don't know uh, 2003 uh i wrote that cycling feels like something a 2022 fraser would do yes um okay so this is where i have to be very vulnerable with seattle I too don't know how to ride a bike. 
Oh, really? I, I was interesting. I was going to ask you some bike questions. I yeah, I I got a bike when I was seven for Christmas. Um, I rode it some. The training wheels never came off of it. Um, all of, I went to a private school where all my friends were scattered all over the city, so there was no riding bikes to friends' houses or anything. You had to like take the tollway to get to people's houses. Um, and yeah, and then I outgrew my bike as you know is want to happen with a growing mm. child, and just never really got back into it. I did when I lived in D.C take an adult bike riding class that a local REI offered. Um, but then I needed to like keep riding and I didn't have a bike and I just didn't. I mean, ever, if, didn't but it sounds like if I bike. gave, if I gave you a bike now, you could probably ride it a little bit, right? Or, or, or are you saying not at all? I, I could pedal like half a block, perhaps a little wobbly like Frazier. I, I felt very, I felt a kinship with Frazier and Niles in this okay, episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so, and, and I would like to point out, like, my life has not suffered because of this. Um, the only time it's been annoying, honestly, is, like, if I'm on a trip with friends and they want to, like, bike ride to the beach or something. Um, but when I was in Key West, I rented an adult tricycle. And... I was about to ask if if, if you thought if you did, uh, like, training wheels now if as an adult, if that would be as looked down upon as anything. Yeah, so. I don't know. But the adult tricycle is great because I had an enormous basket and so I got to carry a lot of the things we needed. We've always said that about you, Laurel, <laughs> that you've got an enormous basket. Um. <laughs> Turns out it's a very hipster thing to do is to ride an adult tricycle. So I just was just me and Key West. <laughs> right. Yeah. I see. I don't know. Like, I feel like I would try, like, if it came down to it, I would try a bicycle again. But I would be like, it'd be a very, like low bar for me to you know like it wouldn't be take very much for me to go you know what give me that tricycle (laughs) well you know like after i watched these episodes i ran to walgreens and my walgreens is like almost like across the street from me kind of and but not really Mm. and i drove there and i was like this is the time where it would be nice to be able to ride a bike because it's just like a little too long of a walk to run a quick errand but i like a bike ride it would be like a three minute bike ride and i was like you know, just just get one of those uh, little, little little bird scooters, the little motorized things that everyone looks so weird on. I I also I, I tried to hop on one of those, and I feel so very off balance. I don't. Also, oh in, really? In, in DC, I when I lived off Dupont Circle, I once came upon the first fatal uh, scooter accident in DC, um, and so I just I'm like very anti like, the scooters. Not like moped scooter, like. Like the scooters a, like you're a talking scooter, about, like a lime scooter or something. Yes. Ooh, did a car hit? The, uh, this is a little. Yes. Okay. The car. I didn't know if it was two scooters no, that had a fatal. I was, was like, it was, wow. It was the BMW SUV, and the scooter ended up under the. Yeah. I mean, I didn't come across aye, like aye, aye. It just after it happened. I came across. You weren't like. I wasn't a first were, responder. It was like you, I. Came, you weren't a Law and Order cold open. No, no. <laughs> I, it's like. Stabler would have already been on the scene and everything. <laughs> I'm uh, so glad you pulled Stabler out. Good for you. Um, yeah, um, no, but it was like th- there was gore and stuff, and just, oh no, and, that's and the, rough. The scooter was mangled, and I was like, I remember Clark was Clark still writes the scooters. But he was very into riding the scooters then, and I just immediately texted him, and I was just like, please be incredibly careful <laughs> yeah. on these. Yeah, because they're not like you have to have a helmet or anything. They're just like no. or like well, any, it's just like here especially I, I see so many youths on the scooters all around, like people riding them like really far up and down South Lamar. And mm-hmm. I feel like tourists are always like, we're going to go to Austin and hop on a scooter. And I'm like, Oh God. Yes. That's when I see it the most is when we're down there near South by Southwest or ACL oh or gosh, some ACL, other acronym. So many, so many people. I mean, they have a, a whole, they have a scooter parking lot, which is smart that it's just like 
300 scooters and it's where you drop off your scooter and it's where you pick one up at the end right because they didn't have that one year and what it was is everyone rode it up and there became this big pile of scooters <gasps> outside the entrance and like they had to bring in a truck there's a whole thing like it oh, was like they had to bring in a truck load it to get them out of there because they were all going in and no no one was taking them yeah. out well they and then i think people could playing now. yeah 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 um, so anyway, thank you for letting me be, be, be vulnerable, Seattle. Um, if you have bike riding stories of relearning to ride a bike as an adult, I'd love to hear them. Um, yeah. you please send Laurel your support. And <laughs> I mean, and guys, I can, I can Peloton with the best of them. So don't think that it's, you know, right. I can, I, I understand the I mechanics. Laurel, to, to, to be a little vulnerable too. I mean, I don't know. Like it's been so long since I rode a bike that I'm like, oh, I know how to ride a bike, but like literally it's been 20 years. Mm. Like if you put yes. me to the test, I'd be like, I, I think I could, but like, I don't know for sure. Sometime like maybe in the past 20 years, my parents were on a business trip with some of my dad's colleagues and they would brought their spouses too. And they all, I don't know, they were like Hilton Head, something like that. And they all rented right. bikes. And my mom was like, yeah, I know how to ride a bike. I rode a bike all the time when I was younger. And she got on the bike and immediately fell over. Yeah. So See, that's it's... the thing is, is I am basing it off of something that happened 20 years ago. I can also still throw a football real far. And what else could I have done 20 years ago? That just, I've, I'm just living off my last attempt of, mm -hmm. of that thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I did find it funny when Niall says, look at these machines for all well, the bikes. They do things where he goes, this is nice, but can I get one without a bar here? And I was like, what does that bar do that you're trying to minimize? Like, to me, I didn't. And he goes, oh, you mean a little girl's bike? And I go, do little girl's bikes not have that bar? That seems like an important bar. Like, it was a joke that I was like, I know so little about bikes. I yeah. don't understand what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I did enjoy their like, oh, nothing I like better than a taut chain. <laughs> and like, <laughs> them trying to sound like they knew something about bikes. Well, also, the, I know we're jumping ahead in this episode, but like them when you see them returning from trying to learn how to ride a bike, when they were like, maybe, maybe, you know, criticizing each other's teaching. I'm like, why were two people who don't know how to ride a bike trying to teach the other? This doesn't make any sense. Yes. Because I think it was because they both had the same, like, well, surely we can figure this out because they do the whole thing later I, I, where they're talking about where Martin reveals, they don't know. They haven't told Daphne. Yes. Niles has, has pretended the bikes have been stolen and, and they don't, keep fighting against it they come out with it and they seem so pitiful but like also you know endearing in a way that they're not you know like bris bristling at, at at they're not like of course we can they're not lying yes, they're not like of course yes. we can ride they're being very vulnerable and then when daphne is teaching them also a very funny scene mm -hmm. of like with the, with the same kind of boyish thing that I said in the last one about him getting kissed of when they get it, they're like, like it sl does slow motion on Niles for a second when he learns. He's yes. like, hooray over his shoulder. Also, the earnestness with which Kelsey Grammer was portraying Frazier being like, that's Sycamore. That's like a yeah, magnet this, to me. <laughs> that's my LOL. It's like, it's that damn Sycamore. It was such a good line. Um, I, and then when he learns to do it and then that parade of the people yes. like passing him is like a little girl on a tricycle then a pregnant woman pregnant jogging, woman jogging and the old and then man an old on a scooter man. yeah that's the old man on the scooter was the one that really made me laugh but him just looking like first he's like i did it and then everyone's passing him and he's like <laughs> so here's where for me it's like i i'm not comparing myself to other people i am just glad that i am upright and moving forward on this bike. yes yes, so, yes, yes. um I, uh, I, I don't want to jump all the way to the end, but I guess that's what I'm about to do when he keeps running into the mailbox at the start. Yes. Of <laughs> well, uh. it's, 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 they, they, they 
if he gets fixated on something yes. and he runs into it. Yes, he's afraid and he's so going to hit then, something, so then he ends up hitting it. He has the whole thing is the whole reason he's doing it is Julia Wilcox pointed out that it is for AIDS uh, research mm-hmm. and and like he's like I'm not going to do this and then when she says that she's like only a monster would not you know participate so he does it and he goes he goes next to her and he, she does a bet with him where it's like okay whoever is last has to double the winners pledges yeah pledges and he goes you're on and Niall says something's like don't fix on something to run into and then she goes immediately goes oh look uh, a mailbox so yeah so then he immediately runs into the, the mailbox and continues running in the mailbox it feels like he never leaves a stop yeah the the starting line yes uh and the cold closes him crossing the finish line it's dark the sign is still up but that's it there's like newspapers blowing across the street and everything yes. <laughs> and he just weeble wobbles across it um i have to say i do appreciate when like the new york marathon happens and stuff they always have a make a big deal about the, per- the last person to finish it who often takes like 21 hours or something mm-hmm. you know it's somebody who's like running to honor like a dead relative or something and um they always make sure they have a crowd of people there to like cheer on the very last person so i was a little like oh how long was it supposed to be? How long was the bike on? I have no idea. Okay. Um, I I did think Alice was very cute when she was at the uh, when she was at the start line. Um, obviously, as Alice has gotten older, they've been able to get actors who can actually like say lines and stuff. So. Yes. Do you, uh, they made a comment about like the next big thing they're going to tackle is diving boards and cartwheels? Do you have trouble with any of those? Uh, I can't do a cartwheel. I've never done a cartwheel. Um, diving boards, though, I love a diving i love a high dive um as long as i'm not expecting anything super fancy out of me i'm not gonna like you know flip off it or anything i can't i can get to the end and dive is what i can do i can't for some reason and i i I, you know i i can do even if i'm doing just like a cannonball like i have to like get at the end and then just jump off like the whole like bounce bounce and then you're in Mm -hmm. for some reason is beyond me i don't know like the like running jumping start i okay so it's been a very long time since i've jumped off a diving board so i don't can't say i i know i've done the running before i don't know that i've bounced yeah, yeah, yeah. several times or anything um i can't do anything on a diving board that you can't do like just on oh yeah i, th- the, I think that's edge. kind of me too i think i just cannonball or i'll jackknife or if it's a lower dive i'll do a dive um i don't trust myself to do a dive from like a high board because i could see myself just like kind of almost starting to flip in midair you know just toppling over i just um, can't even like run and then the last foot i do one jump like it throws me off and mm, i feel like i'm gonna eat eat it on the on the uh on the di- i don't know the my, my good friends in DC, the family of three, I went or family of five with three kids. I went to church with. Uh, they have a membership to a pool, like somewhere in Maryland, that has two diving boards. And the parents like don't go on the diving boards. So when fun Aunt Laurel's there, we're all about the diving boards. And uh, one thing that you forget about with the high dive is how much water goes up your nose when you land. Yeah, I mean it's just breathe out. oh, it is painful. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I've, I've never, I've, I've never done a cartwheel. I'm, I'm sure if somebody like took the time to show me how, I'm sure I could. It's never that again has never hindered my, my uh, growth in life. Have Have you seen that Office episode where the Michaels getting everybody to to do like complete one goal or something, and Creed's is do a cartwheel, Probably. and he does like a really bad cartwheel, and he's like, I did it, and Michael's like, Oh, okay, sure, and he's like, I did it. Wow, thanks, Michael. You know, 
I think I saw that and went, oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> like that's because I think I thought I could do a cartwheel and then I saw what he did. And are, are you thinking just like where kind of like your hands are down and your legs kind of go over? Yes, like, like I am here. One hand touches the ground and then I'm over there as a cartwheel t- or was a cartwheel oh, to me. Yeah, <laughs> not the full. <laughs> no, it, it's really funny. I think I thought as a child when I couldn't do a cartwheel, I had a handful of friends who could, some who couldn't. I thought when I was in college, my friends and I would all gather on a lawn of our college and teach each other how to do cartwheels like this is what you thought would happen yes. in college I okay I thought, yeah like, part of college was gonna be doing cartwheels like on the sorority house law <laughs> <laughs> guys oh, that didn't happen really funny. didn't happen that's so Did, don't know innocent. how to tell you that <laughs> um but i'm not saying it couldn't still happen i'm an advisor for that chapter i can go back there and be like ladies it's it's cartwheel tuesday we're doing this <laughs> yes um do you want to rate this episode Real quick, else? I want I want to talk that talk about Cora came back. <gasps> yes, There's a oh whole thing about yes. about Sorry. Martin not talking to Gertrude because he finds out Cora broke up with him because Gertrude like insinuated that she was dating she, Martin. Like, didn't really insinuate. I don't. Sorry. Think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was like, and it turns out she's been doing this a lot. Okay, when Martin is mad and is like, I'm not like I'm not talking to you. Like, please leave all these things. And Gertrude keeps trying to like make amends. I'm like. He can forgive you and also still not want to see you again. Like it, I, yeah. I understand it's a comedy and stuff, but I'm just like, no, no, this is like not psychotic, but I'm like, this is delusional behavior from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't love her constantly trying to like get back into his good graces and stuff. It feels like in a, a household, uh, a family full of psycho- psychiatrists, someone would have mentioned that it being delusional behavior. Um, I, I just want to bring it up because Cora was back and yes. I thought that was interesting, but then they mentioned the girl at the bookstore. That was that somebody no. I think I'm thinking of the one episode where like Fraser has three dates and one of them is a bookstore girl. He's going after. I, I think it was just because Gertrude had said like, yeah that, that when he was like you told somebody that we were dating she's like oh the girl at the bookstore or something like that um and then gertrude probably when she was apologizing to cora and explaining what you know that she basically right. lied i think she just mentioned that as well and this is this is cam's mother correct mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so yeah. yeah just want to put that in there um i think this is a uh, uh you know this one made me laugh a lot so i'm i'm willing to give it uh i'm willing to give it a seven uh, out of ten, and I don't know what. We're gonna give it a seven. Yeah, it was better than a six for me, but it like after the last one, it was definitely. I it's always the second episode uh, jump downs. Um, I don't know what to give it. I'm gonna give it seven. Subway sandwiches because she, she Subway apparently mm-hmm. paid some money to get some advertising yep. in this episode. I forgot Which also about means that. that. Like Quiznos and Blimpy were not advertisers on NBC. So there you go. Uh, I'm gonna give this. I'm hedging between five and six. So I think it's a solid episode, but nothing makes it super remarkable to me. I'll go ahead and give it a six mm. mailboxes. Um, I think I laughed more than I saw it. I think I think you could talk me down to a six, but I'm going to keep my seven because I think I didn't write. I, the other one I wrote eight out of ten and I was sure that, but this one I think I would have given a seven. Um, what would you guys give this one? Uh, tell us, as we said before, any of your, your bicycling woes or bicycling triumphs. Yes. We'd love to hear from you. Especially those. Uh, we, are, we are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N. Wait, see, <laughs> we are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C R A N E I A C S at gmail.com, at craniacs on Twitter, craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. 
get at us any way you can and also check us out wherever you can google podcasts apple podcasts spotify stitcher uh, wherever you're any sort of podcast uh listener we should be there if not let us know and we will get there asap um if you can give us a review five stars the highest review possible really helps out our little uh podcast also uh subscribe helps too mm-hmm. um but the reviews help as well and if you want to give us a four star or lower review there's something else you should be doing with your time and laurel's going to tell you what that is guys it's the most wonderful time of the year it's oscar season the nominations came out on january 24th there mm. are 10 count them 10 movies nominated for best picture the most that can be nominated you have so many other things to do with your time than giving us a four star or lower review um Movies on my list to see include The Fablemans and mm-hmm. Tar and now others that I know I had in mind, but I cannot remember. Um, Did you see Everything Everywhere all I saw that back in April when it first came out. I was I don't want to say I was an early adopter because I feel like a lot of people saw it. Um, but Everything Everywhere All at Once is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. It's very absurd, but very yes. good. And guys, I'm not here for absurd movies. I don't have patience for them. I roll my eyes at them. They always think they're more clever than they are. And everything everywhere all at once sticks the landing. So um, highly recommend also seeing it on the big screen. I think it's on Showtime now, but it's I think it's been released in a lot of theaters. So um, Ooh, that's where we saw it. It just uh, a weekend or two ago was in theaters. Um, Uncle Gary saw it at my recommendation um, and uh, really enjoyed it. For those of you, I saw Uncle Gary while I was in Dallas last weekend. So happy that he says hello and wishes Seattle well. Um, but yeah, just, I mean, there's a lot of different movies. Um, there's not a ton of, I mean, everything everywhere all at once got 11 nominations, but there's not a ton of like where it's like three movies have all the nominations. So you really have the chance to see, um, you know, something different and, um, also check out the animated shorts because those are almost always a delight, except for last year when they weren't. So I'll report back on the animated shorts, guys. <laughs> have you seen Banshee, Banshees of Inishirin? I have. Yes. Did you enjoy it? Um, I, it's very well done. It's, it was very sad to me. Um, mm-hmm. So I I ended up being sad about that movie for like a few days, but it's beautiful. So um, yeah, that's the one that got voted on the, the film court, the film club discord. Oh yeah. I need to join that. Thank you for explaining and to we, me what discord servers were. And we just, there's part of me that didn't want to vote for, it, even though I really want to see it because we just watched previous to that was raging bull, which was another movie that I'm like, Oh, this is, a very good movie that I don't think I'm going to see again. And there's like some probably very problematic stuff, but like I liked it by the end, but like also Tara was like, I don't really get this. I thought this movie was supposed to be great. And I'm like, eh. and then like Banshees, I'm like, I think this is going to be better than that. But I also think it's like a very similar vibe of like, not necessarily like a super fun watch. So hopefully for like, it, it has a lot of comedic moments. I laughed a mm-hmm. lot more than you would think, given that I just said that it made me sad. There, there's other reasons I'm not going to go into that that movie made me sad, but like it's also I do just want to say if you're an animal in peril person, where that is a uh, uh, like a deal breaker for you, you should still see this movie. Just go in knowing that an animal does die. I was very upset. <laughs> hmm. Good to know. Um. So yeah, gang, we'll get it at us with all your Oscar thoughts. But uh, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all.